back. Hi. Hello and welcome to Knock Knock High with the Glockenfluckens. Is that no? That's very Too aggressive. Much? I'm Dr. Glockenflecken, also known as Will Flannery. I am Kristen Flannery, also known as Lady Glockenflecken. You got to find a, a nice balance, right? To, to get not too high, not too low. Right. You have to find a good radio voice. You know what? At first, I, when we were doing this, our producers, you know, it's like, you got to be energetic and excited. You know how yeah, hard yeah. that is for me sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But sometimes I overdo it. All right. I'm, did I overdo that one? Um, You know, you seem a little knock, bit. Knock, hey! uh, are you drunk? I'm not. Okay. Not at just all. Checking. <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy because we're talking to one of my closest friends yes. and med school classmates, Dr. Molly Taylor. She is a pediatric oncologist and researcher at Seattle Children's and the University of Washington. Um it just all around fantastic human being. Yes. Also she is. just She's super really... cool. And yeah. Cal- like confident and and just like she never seemed in med school, at least, and even Anytime. now. Anytime. I've never seen her like flustered. Never seemed stressed. Yeah. And, and like going, like learning the Krebs cycles, like whatever, it's fine. Like it'll all work itself out kind of attitude. Yeah, right. It's like, man, how does someone do that? Right. And also, it's not fair. She's very funny. She's, she's extremely funny. Yeah. In fact, we didn't talk about this, but I know that she has uh, dabbled in stand-up comedy yes. a little bit. So, I may, uh, perhaps inspired by you. I don't know who came first with the stand-up. I don't, don't give me too much credit about any of this stuff. But um, uh, it's, we, you know, she, after med school, we went in our separate ways and she went into pediatrics. I went into ophthalmology and, um, but we ended up in the same region of the country. So we get to see her from time to time, yeah. which is nice. Yep. They're just a drive up the interstate from us. So that's really nice. Our kids are, have played together now yeah. and it's yeah. all super cool. She married someone, another person from your med school class. That's and- right. That's which is a very common thing to happen in med school classes. Yes. You guys had like a really tight knit group of friends. And we she's did. you you both are part of that group. But yeah. there's so many other people we could have a lot of people know, marry each other in med school. Yes. Yeah. Especially when your med school is small and in the middle of nowhere in the woods. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dartmouth. There's not a lot of other Hanover, choices. New Hampshire, a population of like uh, a thousand people. I don't even know. But then they have Dartmouth College right there, which is like four thousand. And then you have the grad school, which is like another four thousand. Someone's gonna have to fact check this. So, he really doesn't know these numbers. Oh, I'm just I'm just making all of this <laughs> up. I just know it's small. It's very very, it's very small. Very small, and you get to know each and other very cold. well. And there's not a lot to do, and so it's very very cold. Now we say not a lot to do. Keep in mind we are city folk. Yeah. Big time. And so um, not a lot to do. If you ask well, someone. I don't know. I came from the middle ask... of nowhere, Texas. Then I went to Lubbock, Texas. Then I went to Hanover, okay, New Hampshire. But... So I feel like I am qualified yeah. to say. But if you're asking someone, I'm talking about asking someone who like enjoys being outside and like camping. That's fair. Yes. You know? There there are abundant outdoor activities or like, to do. Or like if you like snow. If you like cross country skiing, hiking. But this and, isn't and a commercial like for New Hampshire. It's really not. Also, you were in med school, didn't have time to do those things. That's true. That's true. Um, But uh, still, we talk a lot about our experiences, our uh, stories, and uh, just kind of scratch the surface. But uh, we had a lot of fun, have a lot of good memories. Uh, So should we get to it? Let's do it. Here we go. Here is Dr. Molly Taylor. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or DEX for short. This is AI-powered ambient technology that helps you be more efficient and reduce clinical documentation burden. To learn more about how DAX can help reduce burnout and restore the joy of practicing medicine, stick around after the episode or visit nuance.com slash discover DAX. That's N-U-A-N-C-E dot com slash discover D-A-X. Do you want to tell them or should I? You can. All right. We're telling our amazing story live in person. Oh, you mean the story where you died? Uh, no, the one where you survived me dying. Oh, yeah, right. We can't wait. We're going to be a meet and greet before each show. Uh, you can get a photo with us. You can meet us. We want to meet you. December 9th, 10th, and 11th in Southern California. We'll be at the Improv in Irvine, Ontario, and Oxnard. To buy tickets and check out the dates, go to glockenflecken.com slash live. And we have a special offer for our Patreon members, the Glock Flock, free meet and greet with a normal ticket. Just tell us your username and you're in. See you in Southern California. Well, we are here with one of my favorite people in the world, Molly Taylor. Thank Dr. you so much, Doctor Molly Taylor. Oh, well, I, I'm not used to calling you Doctor Taylor. You're just you're just Molly to well, me. Not today. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I think it, it's great because you know uh, most guests, whenever we uh, have them come on, they have um, just all these books in the background or just uh, you know. Art, beautiful artwork, um, sometimes just a whole bunch of credentials on the wall behind them. So thank you for just having a blank wall. That's <laughs> like, you know, it's really it's it's what the people need to see about what it's really like in academia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she does have the whiteboard. That's pretty ubiquitous. That's, right. That's true. You have a whiteboard back there. Um, with a lot with, of I'm things sure, I haven't done. Yep. <laughs> there you go. It's your to-do list. Uh, you know what? I, I never thought that you would like go the academic route. Mm. Mm -hmm. I really wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I was surprised too. Yeah. 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 Not surprised. Like, I mean, that makes it sound like we're insulting her. <laughs> <laughs> You're certainly intelligent enough. <laughs> Just like a Missouri, like backhanded, like, wow. Yeah, exactly. Like, you well, good hair? for you. Yeah, bless your bless heart. Bless your heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're just, you're just so, you have a personality that's just so, like, easy. Active. Yeah, and, and easy to interact with. Like, like perfect for the field that you ended up in, which is pediatric oncology, uh, which is also one of the characters I haven't had yet in my I was um, in about my to say something. Yeah, that might be um, dangerous waters to tread, but. Yeah, I, do, I, I don't know a lot of, um, I don't know how to do that. I don't how to make that funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's high risk um high yeah, reward right. maybe yeah. so <laughs> but you are you. you in one of the are you in one of the largest places in the country for pediatric oncology is that yeah we're a big program um so i'm in seattle and as part of being in seattle we so our catchment area is um is really big so it's a pretty big program yeah you get like uh idaho and we get Idaho. What are the what are the what are the states up there? <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh! You know we live in Oregon. For? We're right what here. The, what are the things? This isn't a geography show, right? Uh. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew. Uh, so one thing I I guess I was thinking about, and I have I've never asked you about, is when exactly did you choose pediatrics? As because I know I know that if pediatrics wasn't going to work out, you would have ended up in ophthalmology. Right. <laughs> Well, actually, you know what? Um, I have a little 
data uh, about that. Of course. Um, for the researcher then. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember <clears throat> that we did a like a time capsule for what people's specialties were going to be back in the day? Oh, my God. I do. I uh, vaguely remember that. Yes. So I had Greg. Wait, when, when did we do this? When did we do this? We did it, I think, first year of med school where first we had year. people oh, sort boy. of like as soon as you felt people out what their personalities would be, then we had people <laughs> bet. Wait, wait, so this was not like a class activity. This was just like you two? Well, this no, was like a group of us probably. Yeah, right? there was yeah. A, okay. a hefty group. Um, and I, so I have that time capsule uh, if you want to know what people voted for you. And then I oh can tell God. people voted for Ooh. me. <laughs> yes, please. Was Let's, internet comedian ophthalmologist on the list? Let's no, probably see, not. Dr. Flannery. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people. Uh, okay. Where is F in the alphabet? <laughs> we don't know states. We don't know our alphabet. <laughs> so, this is what happens when you sub. She's in research, everyone. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, so here are the votes for you. <clears throat> okay. Uh, diagnostic radiology, otolaryngology, internal medicine, ophthalmology, internal medicine, oh. and then a string of like six ophthalmologies. So I feel like. Okay. People are cheating oh. on each other. Uh, TikTok sensation, uh, radiology, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and internal medicine. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Someone predicted the whole, existence of TikTok. Whole, wow. Like, eight years before exactly. TikTok existed. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. about you? What about and you? So I, you know what? I actually don't know how to feel about this, but people, uh, family medicine, public okay. health, which is just like maybe not being a doctor. <laughs> Uh, internal medicine, pediatrics, urology, and then a oh. lot of family medicines and psychiatry. Okay. So, okay. so with both of you, there was yeah. something even from the beginning that was like sort of in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. What tipped people off to me being an ophthalmologist? No, that's that otolaryngology. That's I mean, I would never specialize in the second, third, and fourth most important human senses. Yeah. <laughs> well, who does the grossest surgeries? Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember you. Family medicine first year. That makes sense. That that's what people may have pegged you for. Mm -hmm. Always like some sort of like kid thing, right? Like it's in the mix. Yeah, I think I was I, I goofy. Think you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just say well, it. Well, you Just babysat. No, no, no. You babysat like all the faculty's children. I did. That's true. Including yours. Oh, I feel like that. <laughs> well, yeah, we weren't faculty. Uh, by the but way, you, for, you were our for, for any med students listening, like there's this, there's a little like racket you can really start doing. And, and this mm -hmm. is great. Molly would um, get in good with all these different faculty mm -hmm. that. You know, they're, they're all like, like later career, mid-career, later career. So they've got a lot of money and they're, they've got nice houses. Mm -hmm. And and Molly is very personable and uh, would get to the point where she could house sit 
Yeah, house sit, babysit, pet sit, water yeah. your plants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so basically, you'd get to escape the squalor of your normal life. Exactly. Right? Yeah. As a med student. Exactly. <laughs> and you get to live large in these giant houses. And then yeah. invite your friends over. Like, where are you living <laughs> <Yeah>. tonight? <laughs> well, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, let's see. Let's you see did that got. all the time. I was so jealous of that. But yeah. I was never able to make friends that easily. So Yeah. Yeah, hmm. which I think is why people pegged you for diagnostic radio. Geologist. <laughs> probably, Alone probably true. in a dark room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would yeah. be that would be a good fit for Will. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna. You get... know what? It's a light room, but you did end up being alone in a room that, that's for most true. of your just recording career. myself alone by myself. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna get to some med school stories uh, for sure. Um, but before that, I, I want to talk a little bit about your experience in resident and just training during a residency fellowship. Uh, because you decided you wanted to be like training for ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, because th- the thing that happens is we're all so close in med school and like we spend all this time together and then we leave and we just never talk to each other for like a decade. <laughs> until you're right. on somebody's that, podcast. Exactly. I remember you. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's because we're all in different parts of the country uh, and also insanely busy, you know, right. trying to put our careers together and, and have start families and we start families the same and time. it's just such a med school, is such a unique time because yeah, some people are married and they come in, uh, or attached to people. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, um, but, but, but for the most part, like, you know, where it's kind of an extension of college in a lot of ways, but uh, residency and fellowship and our early years, you know, in our, in our big grown up jobs, um, is totally different. So, uh, I, I haven't gotten to hear a whole lot of stories about you from your kind of residency intern years. You shared a couple of them with us. Well, she disappeared to Alaska. Right. That's well, right. That was, At some point, that's that the was, best that way was, to lose touch with people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just go, yeah. go to Alaska oh, for a while. Yeah, that was after she was in. She, that was after. That was residency? after residency. Okay. Right? See, I'm just proving your point. You're like, I don't know where that person dabble, lives anymore. You guys are both right, which I feel like is something I'm going to say a lot during this podcast. You both are right. <laughs> yes. There you go. Uh, but but uh, tell us, tell us about uh, your intern year. Um, you got a couple good, good ones here. Yeah. Well, we actually, um, remember we were in the same city for our intern years. We were in Chicago. Oh, right. oh no. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you remember yes. that. Uh, yes, I do. Different parts of town, but you are also yes, being right. like a surgeon during that uh, year so that was hard. Yeah. But... And we had a, we had a, a one-year-old at that time my, in my, that year. My intern year. Mm-hmm. You know, what was busy was that we had a one-year-old and I was living like an right, hour and a half, an hour and a half outside of the city. Yeah. Uh, but no, my intern year was, oh, was, you could barely call it Tell an intern Tell people year. how you got, what was your commute that year? Oh yeah, my commute. So, so this is in Chicago and there's a town called Crystal Lake, um, which is as far as the commuter train will go for the most part mm-hmm. out Northwest. <laughs> the hospital is downtown yeah, though right. right well not so, almost but anyway like in Chicago we didn't proper. live in crystal lake 
we lived in McHenry, which was about a 20-minute drive beyond Crystal Lake. So it's I like would... the last suburb before the farm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so at so at four o'clock in the morning every day, I would drive to the Crystal Lake train station. I would take the train. So it's so car to train. Car to train. And then at the train station, I had to get off there. I left a bike, like a really like a <laughs> Like a crappy bike that no one would steal. Schwinn, like from like the 1980s. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I left it at the bike rack there, and then I would ride my bike a mile and a half to the hospital. Uh huh. Like paving we, the snow out of the way. We, like, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and he did it all winter I in did, Chicago. I did it all winter. So a couple mm-hmm. times, some like people felt sorry for me. They offered me like a six foot four dude. Like they felt so bad <laughs> that they offered me a ride as a stranger they didn't know. I was very uh-huh. fortunate for that. Uh-huh. Saved my life probably a couple of times. But um, uh, and so that was my commute every day. And we did it all just to save money. A few bucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we saved a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But Oh, you mean we lived so far that's away. That's why yes. we did it. We lived with my parents for <laughs> yeah. that that's year. That's why so we, we were out there. Yes. Well, I that's also good... lived with family in Chicago, but if they were like in the city. You remember I would wake yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that. That's how, yeah, yeah, you had a much nicer <laughs> little setup. Yeah, yeah. Than, like wake up to like a four-course breakfast, like... <laughs> Yeah. Neck massage when I got home. <laughs> we were much closer to my hospital, so I did not walk right. uphill both ways. Uh, yeah, I think but we I know, intersected so we a were, little bit. Yes, we intersected a little bit. We saw each other maybe once or twice, but yeah. for the most part, we this might as well have been in different parts of the country. Yeah. Um, and uh, just like everybody who goes you know, through medical training, we all had our embarrassing moments. Right, mm-hmm. intern year, learning mm-hmm. how to, you know, be an independent doctor. Uh-huh. Um, so give me one of those. Oh, so many, but I feel like so <clears throat> the field of pediatrics uh, is just like there should be like people who specialize before they have children and people who specialize after they have children. Because <laughs> I like the number of times that I would like quote something to parents that I had like read in a book the day before that is so wildly different from what it's like in real life. Uh, like just so many of those that I have now learned the hard way with the two kids. <laughs> but I remember distinctly also like I'm like kind of a warm person. I really want like I give a lot of people hugs. Um, and so when I was in the newborn nursery, um, which is, you know, a place for, you know, term babies who don't have any medical problems, um, but you just go, you know, check their bilirubin, make sure that their, you know, belly button looks good, like whatever else you do. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> give a little boop on yeah, the belly button. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you lose a lot of knowledge being in research, obviously. <laughs> it kind of goes quick, doesn't it, Molly? else happens <laughs> look for co-arct i remember that you know yep. those mm-hmm. sorts of things but i also loved like just like helping these new parents sort of get acclimated to their new baby and i remember one time <clears throat> and like asterisk in my defense it was very dark in those rooms but i went into like a postpartum room i had the baby who had been in the nursery and like just kind of tapped the mom on the shoulder and i was like hey here's your baby and she looked at me and looked at the baby and she was like oh <clears throat> no i i can't and i was like oh, i can help you i have been a doctor for 6 weeks 
<laughs> Here, let me show you how to hold the baby. People get nervous. It's okay. It's okay. You know, she looked at me and looked at the baby. She was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I can't. And I even went as far to be like, here, I'll put the baby in your arms. And then eventually she was like, that's not my baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at her. Crazy doctors. What are you doing? <laughs> I looked at the baby's name band. I looked at her name band. And I was like, you are right. I will be right <laughs> So that's lesson number one. Make sure it is the correct baby. And then oh. you can work on, you know, latching I and love bonding it. with that exactly. baby. <laughs> exactly. We run a different kind of uh, nursery here. Everybody kind of takes turns. <laughs> that's when you look at that mom and be like, I'm, It I'm, takes I'm, a village. It takes a village. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And this is this is in uh the University of Chicago. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Um that was that's good. You know, it it's the awkwardness <laughs> the awkwardness is is so fun to like like in the moment it's frightening, right? It's like, oh my God, how who let me become a doctor? Yeah. Kind of kind uh-huh. of thinking. Um, but it's it's those those awkward stories that are great. I remember um, when I was a resident, we had, you know, med students come through the ophthalmology, uh, department and we were in pediatrics and there was a med student who was clearly very, very nervous to like be there. You know, k- kids are scary enough, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whenever you're, you haven't interacted with a lot of kids, but mm-hmm. then kid eyeballs, it's like two <laughs> things that no one knows anything about. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember like this really nervous med student, uh, uh, you know, came into the room and I said, Oh, this is the, the, this is our med student. I forgot his name. And, um, he is in his little nervous voice. He went up to the four-year-old and, and said, hello, sir, how are you? <laughs> and tried to shake the four-year-old's hand. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And that, uh, one of my favorite moments hello, from my time, <laughs> hello, uh-huh. hello, sir. Yes. Uh, how often does that work? You, is that how you're introducing yourself uh, yeah, to the exactly. newborns? Good morning, ma'am. Very formal. <laughs> that's how they respond important. best. I mean, it is. It's like it's so fun. Like pediatrics is so fun, especially because you get to you know like enjoy all of the different developmental yeah. stages and like you know the like top like the three, four, five year old age where they're <clears throat> starting to become verbal. And really, like, let you into like what kind of crazy ideas are going on in there. Um, there was also uh, when I was in clinic as an intern, <clears throat> another very humbling moment uh, <laughs> where a mom brought her three-year-old in, and she was just like, "I don't know. I think he's got a urinary tract infection. He is just like pulling at his diaper, pulling at his underwear, saying it hurts. It really, really hurts." And I was like, okay, well, this is something maybe I could, you know, we can get a UA, we can like really sort this out. Uh, and then the, the three-year-old, after I was like, I was like, hello, sir, what seems to be the, the problem here? <laughs> and he just looks at me and his mom, he goes, I don't know, but it kind of feels like I got a bone in there. <laughs> we looked at each other. <laughs> we were like, and mystery solved. <laughs> And she was like, that'll be all today. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
what is the billing wow. code for that situation? Yeah, seriously, yeah. how do you, how do you, what do you, what's the diagnostic code for that one? Yeah. Um, oh, I love Ooh. it. That's great. And then also um, adolescence, like that's there's there's mm. probably I'm sure you have so many like, uh, funny, <laughs> quirky, unique stories from your time there, and and you do just, you just do, having to navigate just, that. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like these, this patient feels very awkward because they are they are awkward Isn't right it? now. We all are. Yeah. And now I feel awkward because <laughs> I have to talk about these awkward things with this person. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um and I I want you to share the story that you 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 uh, told us about this um, uh, this young adolescent child. <laughs> I I do love adolescents for like the reason that you said, like they're both, they're so endearing and so awkward. And like, they really just sort of bring out your own like the sense of awkwardness. But, you know, a lot of what I do in my current job um, is talk about fertility preservation for um, teenagers before we're going to start any kind of cancer treatment. Um, and, you know, we have a wonderful AYA program. And so I think that there's a lot more focus on fertility preservation than there used to be. Um, but, you know, back what, is, in- what is AYA? <laughs> Can you tell people what AYA? adolescent and young adults? Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kids, teenagers, 15 to 39 who get diagnosed with cancer. Um, and so now, <clears throat> you know, something yeah, about me. that. I'm one of those. You're that right. guy. A little uh, older. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have treated me though. No, as I could have. Pediatrician. That would have been awkward in medical school <laughs> if she had asked you about your fertility preservation <laughs> options. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, but these conversations about fertility preservation are super important, as you guys know. And also, usually there's like some awkward. element of awkwardness. And so, yes. you know, when they would send people in on their own to do this without our oncofertility program, they would just sort of be like, hey, we're going to talk about sex, drugs and rock and roll a little bit. And I know that you're 12. And so the idea of having kids is really gross to you right now, but we need to talk about it. Uh, and then used for, for boys, you know, we talk about, you know, sperm banking and a, a prerequisite for sperm ba- banking is being able to ejaculate normally. And, uh, you know, despite the number of kids who are like, yeah, I could do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, sometimes things don't go perfectly to plan. Um, you know, like I we had a—I uh, think he was 15—who was uh, very confident, overconfident in his ability to bank sperm, and he just sort of like coyly handed over his urine urine specimen cup, which was actually full of urine and not semen. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's, bud. That's what he. <laughs> That was his understanding. Yeah. So let's so back up. Have, let's yeah. talk about the you birth. You really disease. have to be direct about what you mean. Oh, and, yeah. And I also I had another patient who was sent to sperm bank uh, with a Foley catheter still in place. And um, Ooh, he had okay. some questions. <laughs> That's right. I would, I would imagine. Uh, As he should. Exactly. He was like, oh, man. Oh, this is probably advanced sperm banking or something. Uh, some newfangled way to get exactly. this. No, it's, nope, it's just... Uh, just, just a noob. Need to get the Got to get that out. Oh, um, man. So, yeah. yeah, I got to say... Um, Sperm banking was one of the more uh, 
interesting experiences yeah. that I've had as a patient. Um, well, mainly, you had, yours was under um, unusual circumstances, I feel like. Well, when I did it, so I was in residency, and like I literally, I, I left work, uh, which our clinic was connected to the hospital. So I, I finished morning clinic. I walked like three departments down the hall, and I banked sperm. And then went Over back, lunch. Yeah. and then went back to work, <laughs> which which really just threw threw off my day. It was right. it was very right. <laughs> this is a very strange experience. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. take the day off from work if you're gonna be doing that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but what 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 I didn't realize was yeah, it's like you have decisions you have to make because this might be your only genetic material that you're that you have left in the world, mm-hmm. and so. I like all all the forms you sign. It was like, do you want to split your sperm sample into two different samples and put them on two different trucks? <laughs> to That's get to the freezer yeah, to or whatever. Freezer. Yeah, because in case it's an like accident and, happens or something. Exa- yeah. yeah, it's like so, it's like you know British royalty. They can't travel uh, together in case yeah. the plane goes down. <laughs> just in case, just in case the sperm truck, uh-huh. uh, you know, turns over, rolls over, and there's what a big a sperm accident on the highway. Be, right? <laughs> That would make the news, I think. <laughs> it probably would. would. And so, like those, it's like those weird decisions. And then, yeah. um, I don't know. There's so much about it that I think is so funny and fascinating. Like to to destroy the sample. Do you know what you got to do, Molly? To destroy hmm. a sample, you have to get um, a form notarized, which means I had to go to like FedEx and like <laughs> me and this FedEx poor FedEx worker. We had to both got very close. You know, sign my. <laughs> My 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 sperm destruction. Listen, guy, here's the deal. A lot of power in those FedEx oh, workers. Yeah, well, I can't hello, think sir. of I can't think of a better person to have those types of conversations with than 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 you, Molly. I think uh, you bring is, a little levity to it. Yeah, the key is actually you have to turn your chair around backwards and sit on it oh, to have that. That is a little That's, more informal. Right, totally. That's how you really. Yeah, like we're good. casual. Mm-hmm. We're cool. It's super yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, let's let's take a let's take a short break, and we'll come back and uh, let's talk med school. So I'll be right back with Doctor Doctor Molly Taylor. Uh, hey, Kristen, what do you got there? Oh, this. Oh, well, you may not know this as an ophthalmologist, but uh, this is called a stethoscope. Yeah, I know what a stethoscope is. I also know it's supposed to go in your ears and not sitting on top of your headphones. No, I like it better this way. Besides, this is not just any stethoscope. Mm. This is the Echo Core 500 digital stethoscope uh, with three-lead ECG. I've heard about these things. Yeah. 40 times noise amplification, right. noise cancellation, mm-hmm. three audio filter modes, you know it. and a full-color display. Yeah, but. 60 hours of battery life, too. That's right. Everybody loves a good battery life, and it's durable. That's right. Awesome. We have a special offer for our audience here in the U.S. Learn more at echohealth.com slash KKH. That's echealth.com slash KKH and use code NOCK50 for a 75-day risk-free trial and a free case and free shipping to the continental U.S. to get your core 500 stethoscope. Kristen, do you remember when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life after training? I do. Eventually, I decided on private practice, and it was the best decision I have ever made. Hey. Okay. Glock and Flecken was probably the first. Very funny. But it's really hard to start your own private practice. It is, especially in today's world. And that's why Independent Practice Partners is there. They want to help you start your own practice, and they will ensure that your practice doesn't just survive 
but thrives. To find out more, go to ipracticepartners.com. Again, that's the letter I, practicepartners.com. All right, we are back with Dr. Molly Taylor. Uh, and you know, we've already mentioned that we, we met in med school, uh, first year med school, which was in 2008. Uh, and uh, how, see, how old were, we were, what, 20, you're a year older so, than me. Yeah. So you're, well, so am I. Yeah, 23, you were 24. We were 23. Yeah. 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 Just so, so babies. Babies. Yeah, so young. Yeah. Uh, and, Still full of hope and optimism <laughs> <laughs> for the future. Um, yeah. And, and so there's just so many things, stories that we could we could talk about. Um, we're going to get to some of those when we play this game that I, I have devised for us um, here in a second. Uh, but one thing in particular that uh, I think you thought was 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 interesting and fun was when we um, we started learning things about all of our classmates. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember this. We were in the lecture hall and we had somebody come. It basically was just like he had like all of our applications and just chose like two things about each person. Well, Because you guys had kind of a smaller class. Right. So you could do something like that. Like if you're in a 300 people class or something, that yeah, would take forever. Yeah, our but class yours was, was like 70, 70 people. Yeah. yeah so it was yeah, small. Yeah. It was a small class. It really helped us get to know each other. But do you remember at all like what what your things were? Yeah, I mean, I do like I remember him reading out this like list of accomplishments and you like look around, you're like, oh, who's that person who's like super awesome? Uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes they'd be like, and this person like was a world record cannoli eater and like, uh, which I think is a real one. Uh, my... It's like we have... We had opera singers. Yeah. We had oh yeah. We had all all kinds of an actor, like a professional yeah. actor, and oh, I forgot about all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, somebody who like who rode his bike from like Florida to New Hampshire. That's right. right. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> to like someone not, in my grad not because class. it's a hobby, just because he was like to... coming to school. <laughs> yeah, he'd been in the military, <laughs> and he was like, there. and then I just carried my bike for the last ten miles. Uh, That's right. Someone in my class hiked. To, to grad school from really Georgia to New Hampshire because there was the Appalachian Trail, yeah. you know, so yeah. people would do that. So I bet that biker was yeah again just because we like had that. no money and no cars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> got to get there somehow. Get there somehow. <laughs> Mine was I think uh, I had spoken at the UN, so they just threw amazing. that in there. Fancy. Yeah, yeah and then and then uh, so after reading all these amazing accomplishments, he got to me, which was. Uh, <laughs> I did stand-up comedy and played ultimate frisbee. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh... Like I like talk about imposter syndrome. <laughs> Activated. I think mine's yeah. the only imposter syndrome this that's warranted. This one begged us to be here. Yeah. His accomplishments include <laughs> telling some jokes or something. I really do think I was the last person admitted to our med school class. No, I, for real. You I really, really think really I was. was. I yeah. found out like two weeks before classes start. Like, hey, you, was... uh, yeah, get over here. Yeah, <laughs> we got an yeah. extra spot here. Do you remember uh, Student Doctor Network? Yeah. We were stalking Student oh, Doctor Network yeah. to it's see because, you know, people would talk about where they got accepted and where they decided yeah. to go and all of these things. And so there was one person on there who had been accepted to your class at Dartmouth and was on the fence about that versus some other program. And, and you're so like, we were go just somewhere like else. stalking like, hey, this person. Dartmouth sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you... 
Like, what are you doing? Like, this is the yeah. worst program Don't ever. Don't even think about it. Yeah. And then they, so then they posted that they had decided not to go to Dartmouth. So, you know, we didn't want to get our hopes up or anything, but we were like, oh, my gosh. And then, I don't know, a couple like a days day later, later or something, he got the call. call that he got the spot. Because yeah. you got in, you had already decided, Kristen, before. Right. Because so, yeah. our application cycles didn't match up and yeah. you guys have to apply like way earlier yeah. than we do. So by the time he had applied, by the time I was applying to grad school, it was much later. So then he applied once we knew I was applying. Yeah. But by then, a lot of the spots had already been filled because yeah, it was so late in your cycle. She's the reason I went to Dartmouth. Why the hell did you go there? <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you. What are you doing? I'm going to tell you I never exactly thought about that. Why. Yeah. Two, two key features of Dartmouth. <laughs> One was when I interviewed there, it was wintertime. And, I, you know, they have you stay with other students. And so I was, like, staying in this, like, log cabin. And somebody skied down the street into the said log cabin and then made me a chocolate lava cake. <laughs> I was like, this is the kind of place I want to be. Uh, and then number two is... You know chocolate lava cake is like everywhere, right? <laughs> well, I did not know at the time. <laughs> uh, and then number two was I could actually get around to Hanover. <laughs> like, <Right>. I have <laughs> all three blocks. horrible of sense of direction, but I was like, I won't get lost here and I'll eat some chocolate <laughs> cake. So, Just stay out of the woods. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. So, see, sometimes everybody, sometimes it's that easy. Admissions <laughs> directors just learn from this. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Some kind of skiing into lava cake. Yeah. You can get some uh, high quality <laughs> students. Uh -huh. Did you even do any skiing while we were there? She did. Yeah. She did. did. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I remember I mean, you skiing, snowboarding. Yeah, I definitely did. Oh, yeah. You snowboarded. Yeah, yeah. I did. There were definitely, I mean, people who came from warmer climates. Uh, yes. You know, I like did not I, ski. <laughs> a couple, our friend from Oklahoma who we took skiing and mm -hmm. he went skiing in jeans. <laughs> Well, so did you. I wasn't in jeans. No? I was in sweatpants. Okay. Even worse. Yeah. Uh, no. More absorbent. No, no, no. <laughs> sweatpants are slightly better. When you I, had more, I had more range of movement. <laughs> Just like coming down the hill and like... I think they went down the bunny pants. slope yeah, yeah. one time. Chris yeah. And, and then pants. they were like, that was good. We'll call it a day. Yeah, I did it. Your ski fell off, I think. <laughs> it did. I tried to, yeah, I tried to get on the ski lift and both my skis <laughs> fell off. So I, I was on the chair and then the chair behind me had my skis. I was like, how is this going to happen? Just be like, anyway. Texan. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, I want to play this game. Uh, it's called, Was It Helpful? Was it helpful? So what we're going to do, I came up with a list of things that we experienced in med school, and we are, um, our only goal of the game is to determine, was that thing helpful? Okay. okay. For, your, for your future in, careers? In, in whatever respect you want to interpret that. Okay. Was that thing helpful? Okay. Here's the first one. Our financial advisor throwing ramen packets at us during orientation. <laughs> was that helpful? <laughs> for me... No. <laughs> so just so everyone knows, this was an orientation <laughs> lecture. He was asking like financial kinds of questions. And if you got the right answer, you were rewarded with a ramen packet as a lesson to always be eaten ramen. <laughs> yeah. What's the acronym there? A-B-E-R. Uh, yeah, right? A-B-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was not, I agree. That was not helpful. Um, now, just knowing that we were all about to go into extraordinary amounts of debt. Correct. Although, like, um, maybe an alternative answer would be yes, it was helpful because it gave you some material, right? It gave you some comedic well, that's true. material. Um, also a meal. It gave you a meal. <laughs> right. Too. Exactly. Yes. It's also, yeah, a very effective way to raise your blood pressure. So you need that. <laughs> so we're, we're 10 years. How are you doing on loans? How's it going? Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, you're managing? You're getting by? Well, we're very close to like the 10-year... Like, oh, you're doing the the forgiveness. forgiveness. Oh, yeah, nice. My dear sweet husband, also a, a fellow classmate, who wanted me to say he's really upset. He's not here today. Both <laughs> 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 him, him and my mom. My mom was like, "Oh, uh, oh. I was supposed to be on that podcast." Uh, so she's waiting by the phone. <laughs> next yes. time. Yeah. Next time. Uh, oh, sorry, Gigi. <laughs> A separate episode. Uh, yeah. Good to, congratulations on that. That's good. Yeah. That's going to be a huge, yeah, huge yeah. benefit. I wish yeah. you had done that. Uh, no, I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd we'll be in a, a. If so, I would be in a blank office uh, surrounded by you white have walls. Oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Here's another one. <clears throat> okay. Um. The ritualistic burning of class notes in a bonfire at the end of med school. Was that helpful? Yes. Very helpful. <laughs> yeah, very I agree. Cathartic. Yeah. That was nice. We all, we had this huge bonfire and we all threw, some people threw their white coats. Yeah. I chose, <laughs> and, I chose, and books, I, I chose not to do that uh-huh. because I obviously needed it in my TikToks like 10 years later. <laughs> Did you burn your white coat? No, we still have both of ours we were like we're packing up to move and like pulled it out of a box and there's some like weird stains on it that like oh so we just put it right back in the box that That was like very like it's a good closure to that to whatever chapter we were on um then that meant that you could also just forget everything that you just learned Right. Yeah. That was that was the best part. Mm-hmm. I saw that happen in real time. <laughs> she did. Okay, here's one. Going to class. Just in general. Ooh. Was that helpful? Yes, for me. Um yes. In hindsight, I would say no. Okay. I don't I think I think I just didn't didn't you don't, learn as well. You, you um, I need how to say this. I need repetition. Well, and also, you don't like people. No, that's <laughs> you not prefer... it. That's not <laughs> it. You prefer to learn uh-huh. on your own, I in do. your own way, mm-hmm. and class is not that. Yeah. So people have different learning styles. That's fine. true. Yeah. yeah, group projects are tough for me. Um, but we did I'm do- dying inside doing this group project. No, I'm just... <laughs> I, say, anyway. I feel like we did some group studying. <laughs> like we did we, some of that we did a little bit of that uh, uh yes there yes was... and it, it, i hated every single second of it no. <laughs> well there was the like because you have um a unique head of hair and <laughs> yes. i feel like there was some t- there was this one time where we went to go like meet up in the library and there was some guy sitting down i just saw like a big curly head of hair and so <clears throat> like i did a very normal thing and like snuck up to him and just went <clears throat> 
<laughs> I thought it was you. <laughs> oh, no. Some undergrad terrifyingly <laughs> turns around. Um, I was like, uh, welcome to Dartmouth. <laughs> That was the first day. Um, right. So, so we Turns didn't out say there are other people that have my hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I should have known oh, you weren't man. at the library. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, that was the first thing. Um, okay. All right. Here's another one. Learning how to do a gram stain. <laughs> was that helpful? Um, hmm. Not helpful. Not helpful. Not I agree. helpful. Yeah. We act physically like we like were in the lab and we like had a day where we just learned how to do a gram stain. Now, like, why did we do that, right. Molly? Although I mean, maybe the pathologists among you would it, no, no, like that's like not even them. <laughs> well, maybe maybe them, maybe them. Um. Yeah. I mean. In my current job, sometimes I do look under the microscope at slides mm -hmm. of cells, but I don't gram stain any of them. So you don't do that yourself. No. Okay. Again, don't. that is what undergrads are yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is probably They're really why you were doing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, okay, a couple more. Um, well, here's one. Uh, a scored step one score. Oh. Like a numeric step one score. Yeah. Hot, hot topic. Uh, uh, yes, because that is how my husband and I figure out who is superior. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day. Actually, we actually, both of you have forgotten yeah. all of it. <laughs> no, we actually made a vow. It was like one of our wedding vows that we would never look at each other's step one scores. <laughs> It's so weird. It's so funny. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. Like for, so at first I was like, oh, this is a great, cause I remember how like awful, like the anxiety surrounding, like how well you do on step one, especially like I wanted to do ophthalmology. It was like, I know I got to score like really high on this test. Uh, and so it, my answer nor like would have been uh, no stored scored step one wasn't helpful because it just made me crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but now uh, hearing about st like students' experience with like admissions and going to residency, all that anxiety is now just transferred to step two. Yeah, yeah. And now they're like in the middle of clinical rotations and having to like score really high on step two. So I don't, I don't even know what to do. Super I don't even know stressful. what the right answer is. Yeah, but I, I mean, and we, our testing center was like, I don't know where you took it, but it was like in the middle of New Hampshire somewhere, like. Oh, yeah. We had to drive like an hour. Yeah. Super yeah. Like it was Nashua. Concrete. It was oh, okay. It was concrete. Concrete. Well, yeah. wherever I was, I remember there was like a motorcycle rally, like maybe like a 48 hour long motorcycle rally. Right outside <laughs> so, like, the door. So like hadn't slept, yeah, for like three days. Oh, and I remember like this score is going to determine my life. So, you know, motorcycles <laughs> and all. Let's do it. All right. Here's one. Opening your match day envelope in front of hundreds of people. Okay. okay. Was that helpful? <laughs> I think I know the answer. To yeah. that. I remember oh this Oh my day. God. Uh, not helpful. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I think people would be surprised to learn before you, I know you're, you have a story to tell there, but before we get into that, people are, I think are often surprised when I tell them this, yeah. like the way it worked at our school was there was an auditorium full of people and every student individually. Again, it was a small class. 
individually, all 80 of us would one by one go up and open our envelope, learning for the first time where we were matching in front of everybody. And and not only you're seeing it, but then you say it you, to yep. everybody. Uh-huh. Or, 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 or you, just throw up. Yeah. Or you <laughs> throw up. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> the other option. So tell, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah. And like, uh, I don't know why we we watched our match day video the other like have them all on our phones now. But you would also put a dollar in. Remember the fishbowl? Yeah, I remember and the dollar. Whoever, was whoever at had the to end go last got to like yeah. have all the money. Um, That's right. But I did not match at my first choice, to be honest. And I think that this is probably something that like deserves a little bit more transparency. You know, like <clears throat> a lot of people say, ah, oh, match first choice, yada yada yada. Um, but for me, the match worked. You know, I wanted to be out in Seattle for my intern year and then matched in Chicago, which actually ended up being like the perfect place for me. Mm-hmm. And I was devastated after match day, actually. And I remember our like sweet Dean knew where I wanted to be. Like she had, you know, found out the night before and so put my name at the very, very bottom so that I would get that crazy email before my name got called. So she was like yeah. being so kind. So I read the email and then I think I ran away. <laughs> like I uh, you did. You did. You yeah. did. We were like, like where did go? Because wrong? I, you know, like all of us in medicine and like in sort of these high performing academic environments, like we're so used to like every step along the way, like things going exactly to plan and like having these sort of external like markers of success. And, and so like having something feel like a failure and like a very public failure, because, you know, that everybody knows where everybody wants to go, especially in like a small class um, and get my now husband, who is an intern out in Seattle, had like, like traded away his life to be able to like get a red eye and fly out to New Hampshire to surprise me. Like it was just like, like very like emotional. So I ran away. That was double layered, right? Like you had, you wanted to be there at that program, but you also wanted to be there because that's where, yeah, your now husband was at the time. So it was like, like a delayed couples match, but gone wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I had like a good long cry in the shower and then then went in to front office. of everyone. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's also right. part of the ritual. <laughs> here's, the, here's the crying shower and here's the fishbowl of money. Um, and then do, do you remember? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But then we had all these awesome match day parties and. Yes, that was that was remember. made you feel better. Yeah, <laughs> made me feel something. Uh, do you do you remember though? I, um, the the uh, walk up music. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You all had to choose a song. So we all chose to a represent song yourselves as you went up there. When they would call your name, the song would play for like fifteen seconds mm-hmm. as you're like walking up uh-huh. to the the microphone to open your envelope. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the song you chose? Um, you know, there was a lot of adrenaline <laughs> so I, I also, probably and not probably like running away they don't did they just like play my song after i had left <laughs> yeah exactly uh no they, they, i don't I oh don't. i went to another one bites the dust yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some really that was sad the default string music yeah. sad, sadness song. Uh, no, I, do you remember do you remember what i chose some country song? that we worked on it 
because I, I remember it like working on it with you. Yeah. It was um, a really big topic of discussion for several was, days. It was a big yeah. topic of discussion. I uh, recorded myself narrating myself walking up to the front oh, of the God. auditorium. Because of course you did. <laughs> yeah. I do. I was singing a cappella, and I tried to find this actually, uh-huh. uh, but I can never find this recording again. Um, I sang a cappella, a, a song about me walking up to the front of the auditorium. That's remember. that's what it was. That's actually very funny. That's good job. That's really funny. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> it was great, Kristen. Uh, it was yeah. amazing. You know, in retrospect, a lot of things are really clicking into yeah. place. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, we won't even get into the skits. Uh, that was a whole other thing. We're not. Uh, let's oh, see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, not not. Well, uh, that may be a whole. <laughs> hey, we don't have time for that. It's a whole nother podcast episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, you should bring. You need to bring Dave on for that discussion. That yes. will be a hotly debated topic. Absolutely. <laughs> I think before I left the house this morning, Dave was like, make sure Will and Kristen know that I was in charge of skits. <laughs> just to fuel the for the record. The uh, for the record, Molly, tell Dave okay. your wonderful husband uh-huh. that he was not in charge. <laughs> he had very little to do with them. This is going to be on your guys' tombstone. That's okay. It was That's me right. in charge of med school. It was skin. me. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Do you have any other, like, was it helpful items? Oh, gosh. Molly, do you have any uh, other, was it helpful? Uh, our, our, oh, oh, one more, our post quiz parties. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to so, say the knoll. This yeah, was very how helpful. How can you not so, talk about so the knoll? So we would have quizzes every two weeks, and immediately, like, we would bring our, like, Beer, alcohol, whatever it was. Private school. Mm-hmm. It's a private yeah. school. <laughs> we would like nobody we, come at us. Yeah, we would. We would. We would like. We would like not bring them into the like building, no. but mm-hmm. but like we had them ready, right? So after we finished our like marathon of quizzes, was like two like several straight hours of quizzes, then we would um, all gather up our things, and a big group of us would go out to this golf course uh, secluded area, and we would just decompress. And have a nice little party at like ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but it was so much fun. It's, it's just a way. It was. It was like a really big bonding experience. Yeah, which, it became which, a ritual. Yeah, that... it really was. Yeah. And um, and and a lot of I think a lot of the things that were 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 we think of so fondly were possible because we were such a small school. Yeah. Totally. So I think that's that's one of the benefits. And I, I think in of, the middle of nowhere. So you really right. had no choice. There was nothing to do in that town. Yeah. There was nothing around that town. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, excuse me, have you have you been to Lebanon, New Hampshire? <laughs> they interest you in coals, Kristen? <laughs> yes, that's right. That was the extent of the excitement. Uh, that and price chopper. Yeah, yeah the price chopper. <laughs> but that's bowls. probably why what like half of our class is married to itself, to each other. Yeah, that's true. We did. Uh, we did have yeah. a lot of that. But yeah, well, the knoll uh, very helpful. I would say, like, and like, yeah. Uh, you know, when you're doing it, you're like, oh, this is so cool. We must look so cool. <laughs> and then to people like driving by on their like golf carts, like, yeah, there's this group of young adults intoxicated at 10 in the morning <laughs> in a parking lot <laughs> like 
We are your I don't think they doctors. thought you looked as cool. Yeah. yeah. Probably also people listening to a podcast might not think that this is cool. But that's okay. We're, you know. The point is the bonding experience yeah. yes. and creating these rituals and traditions and like things yeah. to celebrate and mark the importance of what you're doing right. because you're just working so, so hard. And there's so much competition up until that point and to, and still in med school that, you know, having a, a group of friends that are going through what you're going through and, and, you know, eventizing things yeah. about yeah. it, I think yeah. was super helpful. For you and yeah. I think about this a lot, you know, with COVID that like, you know, groups of med students, residents, like all of these people in various like lines of their training and faculty, like, you know, younger faculty that we don't have that same sense of community and how like when I think about med school, like that was the thing that I felt like was so special. You know, like it felt like Hogwarts almost that we, right. we really knew each other. We were like really there for each other. We did you know, weird things together, but we also yes. like worked hard together. And that I think has made all the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break and we'll come right back. (laughs) All right. We are back with Dr. Molly Taylor. And uh, Molly, I got one more little uh, trip down memory lane for you. Uh, The time when Dartmouth Medical School was (laughs) rebranded to the Geisel School of Medicine at Dartmouth. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, This was... Uh, I think what what year were we? Second, second oh, year, maybe? Some, second like or third right, year? Yeah, third year maybe. Yeah, and um, and we so basically Geisel is Dr. Seuss. Theodore Geisel. Theodore Geisel. So there's like a huge donation. They you know got the name on the on the thing and everything. And I don't know if you remember this, Molly, but the administration begged us, please, please. Do not refer to this school as the Dr. <laughs> Seuss School of Medicine. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And of course, we did every chance we got. <laughs> like, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. It's good. And then the, what, the, what I thought was very funny was that they were telling us not to do this. Yet uh, they had at like the big ceremony, they had like a ice sculpture of the Cat in the Hat. Yeah, and like Cat in the Hat hats, right? Like the yeah, tall, exactly. the tall hats. Yeah, mixed uh, messages from mixed, the administration. Yes. Exactly. Uh huh. We were all we were, and we were also so worried. Like, oh man, we, we came we came in as Dartmouth medicine. Right. Now our diplomas are going to say Doctor Seuss School of Medicine. Doctor School. Yeah. Doctor Seuss School of Medicine. Like right. no one. Like we're never going to get jobs. Or is it is it pronounced Giselle? Nobody knows, right? <laughs> yeah, that was big. That was up, big. Ended up not being a big deal, but you know, right? But (laughs) another piece though that clicks into place now in retrospect, like of course you did. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Well, and even like you know on ERAS, like looking for your school, it was like a big deal to be like, is it Dartmouth or Geisel or both or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like so. It's really a a requirement for med students to overthink things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how you get in. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, we got to I got to stop telling like Yeah, probably no one cares at this point. Is anyone still listening? I I hope they are. Um, I have had a great time. Uh, So here, let's do this. Let's jump to our um, our listener mailbag. All right. So this is uh, where we share a story from one of our listeners. We'll have Molly listening on this with us. So this is coming from Leah. Leah. She says, I am a cardiac and vascular surgery nurse in Minnesota. A few years ago, we were seeing a very nice 
woman that needed multiple procedures done. I spent extra time teaching and going over everything from her AFib ablation procedure to her uh, thoracobifemoral bypass and multiple new medications, etc. As she was understandably very overwhelmed and tearful at times, at the end she thanked me and told me how much better she felt about everything and even gave me a hug. It was such a profound moment where you stop and the clouds open, you realize this is the reason why you get out of bed and do what you do to help others. Anyway, it was the end of the day, so I was heading out to my car. I was late for an appointment, so I had to hurry and quickly did a once over in the mirrors before starting to back up, but apparently I didn't look good enough. I backed right into my patient's car, the one that I had just had this intense interaction with moments before. (laughs) I felt, for some reason, I I can picture Molly doing this. I don't know. (laughs) I felt so bad and was so embarrassed. One more headache for this poor lady to deal with while she's going through all these problems. Luckily, there was little damage, and everyone was very nice about it. One of my most embarrassing moments. Wow. It's a bummer. That's yeah, let the wind out of your sails a bit. That's a real She bummer. goes from thanking her to, yeah. <laughs> you just backed into my car. Yeah, well. Thanks. Yeah. It's probably generated enough goodwill. Yeah. So... Send us your stories, knock knock hi at human content.com. Molly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank uh, you guys. Always a pleasure to talk with you. What's what's what are the kiddos doing while you're while you're here? Well, my three year old, you know, is obsessed with your daughters. So she yes. loves, she's probably thinking about them right now. <laughs> Just passing the time thinking about them. Oh. <laughs> That's good. It is very cute to get them together and oh, the, yeah. the three year old follows our eleven year old around. They like love each little other. Puppy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. If it's you very do, sweet. if you need well, a pet for the weekend, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, let's talk also about before you go about your research that you're doing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm not going to describe it because <laughs> please try. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Uh, but I think it's 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 fascinating stuff. So tell everybody what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so what I do in my research life is try to understand how stress, sort of broadly defined, and resilience, broadly defined, kind of filter into the body to impact outcomes in cancer. Um, And I think, you know, we can think about how, you know, quality of life and other mental health outcomes are really important. Um, And I'm trying to understand sort of at the cellular level, sort of what does stress and resilience do to influence cancer outcomes? Um, So, you know, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking at, uh, at biomarkers or like in wearable devices, just really trying to, you know, understand how your mind changes your body when it comes to, to cancer. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very similar to what I was doing in grad school, actually. I'm not cancer specific, but yeah, the mind and body stuff. I was doing psychophysiology. And yeah. That's and, funny. And you got Things a little, come full circle. You got a little yeah. team. You I got, got a little you got team. Some, yeah. We got, got some great people out here doing this work. And then, you know, because this is a small field so I work with a couple people around the country uh but I think even like one of my time capsule uh verbal uh sort of predictions was somebody said you're gonna do something that like not very many people think is important but a couple people will think it's really cool (laughs) (laughs) gee thanks thanks, was Will Uh, one of the people that said that I have no (laughs) idea that will remain anonymous <laughs> and um and also do, do you have any social media uh, presence you want to promote? <laughs> 
I do. Um, no, I think. <laughs> or are you keeping it secret? <laughs> I believe actually in this sort of like grassroots viral phenomenon. You know, like um, <laughs> I want people to really like follow me in person and not follow me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You'd like a stalker, is what yeah. you're saying? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what you're saying. What I'm looking for. Uh, you know, actually, I think the video that I made for you for your birthday one year do you remember with the cat in the glass oh the cat the cat lady uh that is a video i think probably that could have you know skyrocketed oh yes into oh i do remember that you were just too okay. soon you were ahead right. of your time well, well when we release this episode we'll we'll add that video well, into to, it yeah uh, <laughs> to my 261 followers so shout out to <laughs> shout out to you all uh but i uh I'm at Molly Taylor MD on Twitter. All right. Well, Molly, thank you again. And always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. Thanks guys. We'll see you soon. Oh, so wonderful to, to talk with Molly and just to, to have an interaction with a friend you maybe not have seen for like a year. Even if you haven't talked to him for, for an extended period of time, you just jump right back into it. It's, yeah, it's just, just pick up right yeah, where you left off. Yeah. And... One of the best things I think about, even though there there's so many like really tough and sometimes terrible things about medical education and training, is you develop this tight bonding with groups of people, right? So yeah, yes, that that's trauma bonding. So I don't know that I would encourage it, but it does happen. And it is effective. Yeah, <laughs> med school residency, grad go, school, going yeah, yep. you're going through uh, this very. I guess traumatic experience and uh, uh, with people and you become friends for life. So for better or worse, that's the way it is. Um, uh, so let us know what you thought of the episode. Uh, uh, do you like going down memory lane with, with us about our things? We could do one for you in grad school. Oh, I'm sure geez, that would be. No, no one wants to hear about that. <laughs> oh, there's some fireworks at your graduate program. So that, that might not necessarily be an exciting, fun episode. No. But, you know. Um, anyway, if you have any other ideas uh, for episode topics or guests, you can let us know. Hit us up, knock knock high at human contentcom We also have uh, social media accounts all over the place. You yep. can reach out to us there. You can also hang out with us in our human content podcast family on Instagram and TikTok at human content pods. Thank you to all the listeners, everybody leaving wonderful feedback and reviews. We love those. Thank you so much. If you subscribe and comment on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube and give you a shout out, like at Princess. Princess. It's like someone who's uh, in, into printing. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe they are. Princess. Because look what they say. Princess on YouTube said, I'm not in the medical field, but I'm addicted. We'd love that. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm always a little confused by that, but I appreciate it. Why people outside of healthcare and medical field uh, listen to anything we have to say? Well, me, sure. But you, I don't know. <laughs> well, you're not in the medical field. Maybe they bond with you that That's way. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have uh, all these episodes up on YouTube, uh, full episodes every week on my YouTube channel at D Flecken. We also have a Patreon, lots of cool perks, bonus episodes, where we react to things, hang out with other members of the community. Knock, knock, hi, community. We're there. Q&As. Yeah, live stream events. A lot. Ad-free episode access. It's great Ooh. stuff over there. Uh, Patreon.com slash Glockenflecken or go to Glockenflecken.com. Speaking of Patreon community perks, shout out to all the Jonathans as always. 
Patrick, Lucia C, Sharon S, Omar, Edward K, Stephen G, Roskbox, Jonathan F, Marion W, Mr. Granddaddy, Caitlin C, Brianna L, Dr. J, Chaver W, Jonathan A, Leah D, K L, Rachel L, and Ann P. Is that all in one breath? I did it. Nice. I've got very healthy, robust lung capacity. Absolutely. Patreon roulette. Random shout out to somebody in the emergency medicine tier of Patreon. Shout out to Sophie B. Sophie B for being a patron. Thank you, Sophie B. Yeah, thank you. And thank you all for listening. We're your hosts, Will and Kristen Flannery, also known as the Glock and Fleckens. Special thanks to our guest today, Dr. Molly Taylor. Our executive producers are Will Flannery, Kristen Flannery, Aaron Corny, Rob Goldblatt, and Shanti Brooke, editor and engineers Jason Portizo. Our music is by Omer Binsfi. To learn about our knock-knock highs, submission verification of licensing terms, program disclaimer and ethics policy, and HIPAA release terms. I switched up. Did you see that? Oh, no. I don't. I wasn't listening yeah, to you. You'd probably never listen when <laughs> I do this part. You can go to glockandflecken.com. I'm just trying to make it interesting. And reach out to us at knockknockhigh at human-content.com with any medical puns, concerns, or questions. There I did notice. You, you changed the order. <laughs> Knock Knock High mm-hmm. is a human content production. Hey, Kristen, do you know what I want? What do you want? I want someone to do everything for me. Mm, Don't we all? Like in life. I want like someone to get me out of bed in the morning, Mm. put my clothes on, brush my teeth. I want something that will wash my face for me after I have already laid down. Unfortunately, we're not going to find that. Well, that's a shame. You know what the next best thing is, though? What? The Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or DAX for short. This is ambient AI-powered technology that helps improve the patient-physician relationship, helps reduce burnout by reducing clinical documentation burden. There are so many benefits to having DAX. Remember, Nuance can help today's physicians from feeling overwhelmed and burdened and really help you get that work-life balance back. 79% of physicians say their work-life balance improved with DAX. It's that powerful. To learn more about the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience or DAX, visit nuance.com slash discover DAX. That's N-U-A-N-C-E dot com slash discover D-A-X.